Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. My name is Adam Bayfield and I'll be your host tonight. And this week in the World Cricket Cabinet, we've had a bit of a reshuffle. I'm pleased to say that Tony Kerr has been promoted to the role of sidekick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure last time, well, every reshuffle, <laughs> that, that joke comes out. I'm pretty sure I shotted that joke out during the Gordon Brown government. Yeah. <laughs> that joke is as tired as British politics. How are you finding that your new brief, though? Uh, yeah, well, it's good. It's good to get out the get out the limelight, out the spotlight. It's come under a lot of grief for my policies in my previous role as co-host. <laughs> well, you were co-host now. You're sidekick. sidekick I don't know if that it... less pressure. It's not, not... not a demotion, though. <laughs> not a demotion. <laughs> it sounds like a demotion, doesn't it? And you've lost thirty-six thousand pounds of salary. I'll still be doing a lot of public appearances, still be doing a lot of talking. (laughs) Of course, I hope we're still good friends. I'm just bringing you closer into the the inner circle of the the World Cricket Show here. Uh, As listeners may be able to hear already, we're back at your house (laughs) again, so we're not in the studio. Couldn't stay away. The World Cup's over, though, Tone, so what's going on? What are we doing back here? I'm quite sure. Time seems to be a funny (laughs) thing at the moment, doesn't it? There isn't much of it. (laughs) There ain't much of it. There ain't much of it around. Um, disappearing I don't know well no, the, essentially the reason is because there's not much time between these two test matches no and I was away on Monday and then other commitments interfering on Tuesday and today Wednesday meaning we just haven't had an opportunity to get to the studio so it's this or nothing really before the second test because when, when does that start tomorrow yeah it starts it's tomorrow mental. I know I've got to go home and edit this before before tomorrow I'll try not to make gas in every single thing I say. Because <laughs> you're off to play football in a minute, aren't you? Which is part of the problem here. So, so <laughs> part of the problem. Cheers, yeah. So, uh, you know, well, I'm to blame. For this. So yeah, you're very yeah. much the uh, you're very much the reason. If if listeners want to direct their anger at Tony Cavour, very much got a kind of burgeoning sporting career. Now. I'm, I'm blooming late. I think very late. I'm blooming late all the, after time. <laughs> you, are, <laughs> you are blooming late constantly, Tony. Uh, but I made my debut for what Guernsey list. I get what you call it, list A cricket in Guernsey, I suppose. For top tier cricket in Guernsey at the weekend. Div one. Div one. All right. Because we, we obviously played for Coburg, of course. Although you've declined the invitation to make your first team debut. <laughs> I'll read out the message in a minute because it really made me laugh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, Guernsey cricket is kind of bereft of players at the moment, which is why they've come calling to the likes of me and you. They they just run out of players. Yeah. Uh, so, so I played on Saturday for the first time. We've always well, we've played for Cobra the last couple of years. Played for the second eleven. Yeah, we've always been playing uh, second. But yeah, it's first thing. Maybe I had a, a commitment uh, later on in the day, a pre-existing commitment to drink pims in reasonable <laughs> large quantities. So I could only do the first half of the game, which turned out to be fielding. Right. Uh, I didn't bowl. So I said, <laughs> all I did was the fielding element of it. 
uh, the two that we played. That's the most fun bit. Uh, yeah, it's the bit I enjoy most. It's a bit the least pressure as far as I'm concerned <laughs> on me. But uh, the two that we played were awful. Well, their batting lineup was just so ponderous. They got to about 110 off 35 overs or something. Uh, they were really going quite slowly, so I didn't even have to do much fielding. But I had the call-up again, and you got the offer as well. Well, I got the offer through you. Yeah, so Cap, like El Capo gave me a text to say, you know, do you fancy another game on Thursday night? Yes, I said. Uh, you know, I feel like Devon is very much my arena now. Uh, and he said, oh, any chance that Bayfield might fancy making a debut as well? And I said, oh, yeah, cool, I'll ask him. And you were like, no, nah, not really interested. Is it first or seconds? Yeah. And I said, oh, you know, I think it's first, but I'll check. And you said, oh, well, I don't want to do it if I can't have a bowl and this sort of stuff. I mean, it turns out you don't want to do it at all. <laughs> but I said, oh, he wants to know if he'll get a bowl. Uh, and the reply I got from the captain was, yep, no problem. We've won the league already. So looking to get as much, <laughs> looking to get one involved as much as possible. <laughs> was thinking you could bowl in tandem. <laughs> the prospect of that. I love that though. It's like, oh, we've won the league already. So we, do anything. We've won the we league already. To bring in so we're going to let the work experience lads have a, have a little go. <laughs> I just don't really fancy, I don't really fancy rocking up. Bowling maybe one over, going for about 25, and then being told, have a blow, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and just fielding the rest of the time. And that being my evening, you know, four, four hours or something. I didn't really fancy that. I thought, oh, he, like, he likes cricket, I think. He likes, he likes, the, he likes the outside, he likes sunshine. No, See, if Baker wants a game, he likes cricket, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think he does. Well, it's just been a busy week, then. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a busy man. I've not really got my head back in the game. I was away at the weekend, wasn't oh, yeah. I? I was in... I was in Paris, as you oh, yeah. maybe you may have been able to tell from my Instagram. <laughs> Instagram yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find the beach. You looked pretty hard for one, uh, but in the end, you decided you didn't need to photograph beaches exclusively. I did find some water, uh, but it was uh, something called the Seine. Oh yeah. So uh, not exactly a beach, but there was there was water in it. Paris, of course, one of the great cultural centres of the world. You know, the Louvre, Sacré Cœur, Notre Dame. I went to Disneyland, uh, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> I went into space, Tone. I went into outer space. I took a ride through the space mountains. That was that was good. Did you do anything cultural in Paris then? Just Disneyland? Just Disneyland, really. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I pottered about, I wandered around, watched the World Cup final. Uh, but yeah, mainly Disneyland. Right. Disneyland, or Disneyland, as they say. <laughs> as they say <laughs> Silly, silly French. <laughs> Disneyland. Expertly pronounced. <laughs> On the way home, I was horribly delayed. I, I, I was keeping you fully abreast of the mm. situation. I was trying to get the scoop out of you. <laughs> yeah. I, we were delayed for six hours, and I, I texted you and said there might be a story in this for the radio. Well, basically, I mean, Guernsey just very recently, as an island, we bought a new jet. Uh, which is quite a big deal. We have the, 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 the state-owned airline has bought a new jet. Yeah. We have bought, the yeah. taxpayers have bought The taxpayers have bought it. Have, yeah. uh, so it's a little bit of excitement. There was the most gloriously over-the-top uh, launch party for it. I found it hilarious. <laughs> and we might have to show the video, because it is hilarious. <laughs> it's like like a Bond villain revealing his latest like, rocket. <laughs> bizarre. Totally bizarre. For what is a jet? And we've been flying on this the same jet, just owned by a different company, for like the last ten years. It's like, wow, we've got a jet. Yeah. So there was Flybe were using a jet, and then always happy. Yeah. And it's got this like crudely rendered flag on the engine, and everyone's like, oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? I love how they've got they've put the flag on the engine. Yeah. It's like, come on, grow up. 
But anyway, yeah. So the the new jet been the new jet's been running for about two weeks and it's already broken. Uh, and I was meant to be flying on it on Monday and uh, it went tech. I had to put a different plane on, so I was delayed for about six hours. So I was texting you because I thought you might want to get the scoop on it. It was quite funny. People were getting really angry. Like I didn't mind. I didn't have anything to come back for particularly. Uh, <laughs> like I've got you know you know my life, Tony. You know my life pretty well. Uh, I've got nothing really to live for beyond this podcast so uh and we won't be doing that till wednesday so <laughs> i wasn't too bothered i was just yeah i'll go and sit in giraffe for a few hours <laughs> uh, so that was fine uh but some people you know with families and stuff uh they they want to get home there's a big queue for the check-in people like rumors were spreading that the the plane might be broken eventually this official type person came out and explained the situation said you know the, the four o'clock plane isn't going to go uh, but we're putting another plane on and we, we will be able to get you home at 9.30. This woman behind me just went, no. <laughs> I left that. No. And he was like, what? She's like, that's not good enough. So good. I love the idea that he'd be like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just making it cool. We might actually be able to yeah. just... Ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. But yeah, then I, I was... Uh, well, the reason I brought this up is because I was... Uh, uh, you know, you know how you have a bit of camaraderie with people when your flight's delayed. When it's delayed for that long, you know, you get to know everyone. You know, everyone sort of bonds together. Like we're going to have a reunion next year. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, but just one of the people I was talking to uh, said, you know, what have you been up to this weekend? And I explained I'd been in Paris. And they're like, oh, amazing! Oh, I love Paris. Did you go? You know, did you go to Montmartre? Did you go? Uh, did you go to the Louvre? Did you go to the the Champs Elysees? And I was like, No, I went to Disneyland actually. And they just burst out laughing. Went, what are you twelve? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, more or less. Yeah. England. This is the part of the show where we talk about England now. Tony, England's series with India is well and truly underway. Uh, the second test actually starts tomorrow as we're recording this Thursday. Uh, and it's still nil-nil going into that game after the first test at Trent Bridge finished as a draw. Uh, India won the toss, batted first. Uh, England had them in a, in a bit of trouble at 107 for three, but uh, 100 from Murali Vijay, 146, and 82 from MS Dhoni. Frustrated England, but then there was another collapse. They, were, they went from 344 for five to 346 for nine. Uh, but then an astonishing last wicket stand uh, of 111 between Bhuvneshwar Kumar and Mohammed Shami meant that they ended up 4-5-7 all out. England got off to a decent start in their reply. They were 1-3-4 for one and then 1-7-2 for three. But then they collapsed to be 202 for seven. But then for the second time in the game, there was an absolutely extraordinary last wicket stand. This one even more extraordinary. 198 runs between Joe Root, who made 154 not out, and Jimmy Anderson, his maiden test match half century, 81 from 130 balls. Uh, England were eventually all out for 496. They were probably the only side that could win the game at that point. Uh, but India batted pretty well on the final day, and it ended as a draw with uh, with India 391 for nine. A bit of a strange game, this tone. Uh, you know, records falling, a world record last wicket partnership between Joe Root and Jimmy Anderson. And there was that other enormous last wicket partnership as well. So there were some extraordinary stories in this game, not least that wicket for Alistair Cook. Alistair Cook took his first ever Test match wicket on the final day. He strangled Ishant Sharma down the leg side. Uh, that was a remarkable moment, Tony. Presumably you saw that. Yeah, 
I've never seen anyone happier, I think, than I was to cook when he got that wicket. I mean, it's not the kind of success he was looking for out of the match, was it? <laughs> he didn't win the test match, nor uh, did he score any runs again. So, scant consolation. Yeah. I guess, for want of a better cliche. Well, it's, it's, it's all gone topsy-turvy time. We're living in bizarro world where <laughs> Jimmy Anderson scores 81 <laughs> and Alistair Cook takes a test wicket. Uh, so yeah, some, some great stories in the game, but you know, at the end of the day, would it be fair to say that this was a reasonably dull test match? Again, know, yeah. 450 plays, 500 plays, 400. Less than 30 wickets fell in the game. You know, that, that, adds up, that does add up to a pretty disappointing match, and, I, and I'm not sure there's really much getting away from that. It's getting worse as well. You know, there's been a lot of criticism of the pitch, quite rightly so. The arguments are well articulated, aren't they? But someone's got to do something about it. I don't know, you can't just have these... Yeah, it's going to kill the game. Definitely. I mean, it was it's ridiculous. It was a disgrace, the pitch. Seven balls bounced twice before reaching the wicketkeeper on day one. I mean, that's desperately bad. You know, there was no pace, no bounce. It was just, you know, it was, it was a pudding, wasn't it? It was, it was like one of my coconut brownies. Uh, <laughs> Overcooked. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, <clears throat> this, this pitch will suit the Indians. Uh, and certainly it's a long way from the typical sort of English-type conditions that you'd expect. But actually, it's not a pitch that suits anybody, really. You know, there wasn't much in it for the spinners. It was quite difficult to bat on. It's certainly difficult to bat on fluently. It was a pitch for nobody, essentially, and, that, and that's a real concern. And we've talked over the years, we've talked endlessly about the dreadful state of pitches around the world. England was one of the only places where that hasn't been true. But if it, it, it pitches go that way in England as well, then, you know, Test cricket's in, in serious trouble. Dead. <laughs> Dead. I mean, it's, I mean the, the test match as a whole is a classic example isn't it, of the, the old adage don't make any judgments until both sides have had a go because you know, I think people were pretty quick to lay into England uh, after letting uh, India get away with it and then batting so poorly to begin with but then in the end they carried a first innings lead so uh, yeah don't don't make your judgments too early. Well, true. Although I mean, they 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 did get away with it a little bit. Well, they? both sides got away with it, didn't they? Both really? sides did get away with it, yeah. But you you can't sort of bank on a a world record last week at stand happening. Yeah, but India too often. Got... Yeah, but India India also had a big last week stand, but they were three fifty for nine when those two came together. Whereas England, were... yeah, okay, yeah, so slightly different, but still. Still the same. <laughs> Slightly different, but still... Classic example. Exactly like, the same. I like, went out about to play cricket on Saturday. Uh, started at 11, so I didn't get to see any of the play to begin with, but kind of kept abreast of it. It's like, oh, you know, oh, oh, Rooty and uh, Jimmy. Rooty. Rooty and Jimmy still batting. Still batting, still batting, still batting. Got home <laughs> after cricket, cricket to get changed. I'll, I'll watch 10 minutes of cricket. I'll see Jimmy get his 100. Sat down, first ball. Uh, he didn't get out, but it was the first ball I watched was one where he kind of it was a big appeal from uh, from Sharma. Uh, it, was, it was nowhere near the bat, but it was quite. I was like, okay, oh, he's gone now. So that's yeah, I've done it. And he didn't last much longer. So. <laughs> Pretty disappointing, frustrating. But it's one of those things again, like these kind of records. People are like, oh, amazing. You know, it's amazing. Jimmy got eighty one, uh, but it's only really amazing from a kind of statistical, kind of geek perspective, isn't it? Really. It wasn't the most exciting cricket you've ever seen. No, for sure. And like in terms of match situations, seeing Root and Anderson put on 190-odd, not especially exciting in its own... No, I mean, it was good for England in that if that hadn't happened, they'd have really been on the back foot in trying to save the game. Um, but yeah, in terms of a spectacle, it wasn't that great. It certainly wasn't as exciting as you know the last wicket stands that we've seen in the last couple of years. Tino Best, Ashton Agar 
it wasn't as exciting as those. But it, as you say, it does just provide more evidence of what a ludicrously bad pitch it was. For there to be one amazing last week stand in the game, you'd say, wow, what a crazy thing to happen. But for there to be two does suggest that there's something a bit wrong with the pitch. And, you know, there, there's, there's, there's growing concern around the English game about the state of the pitches. People talking a, a lot about uh, the new drainage systems that have been put in place uh, to get the water off the, the outfield quicker. But that's apparently just draining the moisture, draining all the life out of the, the squares as well. I'd like to reserve judgment a little bit until the end of the series because, you know, obviously this was a, a particularly bad case at Trent Bridge. But it's a concern, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. I, you know, the thought of what... We've got five tests in 40-odd days and the thought of them being a lot... People like this is a bit bleak. But, uh, there was, I mean, there was, there was some interesting interesting moments. Uh, you know, a lot of controversy uh, in the aftermath. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has been a big story today, actually. Jimmy Anderson is facing a misconduct charge from the ICC. Um, I can read you this article from Crick Info. Anderson charged in Jadeja incident. England fast bowler James Anderson has been charged under level three of the ICC code of conduct for allegedly abusing and pushing Ravindra Jadeja on the second day of the first Investec test at Trent Bridge. Anderson faces a ban of at least two tests if he is found guilty. He now faces a hearing which needs to take place within 14 days. The complaint was not brought by the umpires but by the India team manager Sunil Dev who told Krakinfo he lodged the complaint only after confirming the incident with India captain MS Dhoni, other players and coach Duncan Fletcher. Quote, Dhoni and everyone complained that Anderson physically touched Jadeja and pushed him. It was all over the dressing room. It is a serious matter only because you can't push anybody. So I put in a complaint with the match referee. The ECB reacted with surprise and anger that India had reported Anderson for what they described as a, quote, minor incident in a press release. What do you make of this, Tane? Potentially he could be banned for up to four test matches, which is a lot. That would be a big blow to England. That's the rest of the series. Well, yeah, although he will definitely play the second test because oh, okay. the hearing isn't going to be in time. But yeah, it would be... It could like potentially be the last thing, three. Oh, it's an interesting one. It's very strange. There seems to be a lot of cattiness in cricket, particularly where the England are involved. Like, there always seems to be some spat. I don't. I, I don't know. Is it always like this? They often involve Anderson as well. Yeah. I mean, he 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 does or, seem well, to broad as well. Yeah, well, I'm broad. Yeah, but Anderson does seem to wind up a lot of people the wrong way. It's a very difficult one because the incident took place off camera. Like we we've got no footage of it. We can't see what actually happened. Clearly, you can't sort of. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for 
for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Physically assault someone, but there's a big difference, you know, between sort of just lightly tapping someone on the arm <laughs> or actually punching someone in the face. Like, it does make a difference what kind of touch it was. So we'll have to see what comes out of the hearing. But yeah, as a general principle, I would say if Anderson did push Jadeja, then he does deserve to be punched in some way. Full test might be a little bit extreme, but... Well, supposedly the ECB are flabbergasted about it. They're, like, kind of taken aback. And another way of saying flabbergasted. Uh, <laughs> gobsmack. Gobsmack, you might say. And have put in a counter claim of their own about something. Yeah, they, they've apparently uh, reported Jadeja. I mean, it's just it's just difficult for us to make a judgment at this point because we, we don't know exactly what happened. If the Indian version of events is correct and Anderson, you know, just was kind of hurling abuse at Jadeja and then just went up and sort of shoved him in the chest, then yeah, he should be banned. But if the ECB's version of events is correct and it was a sort of minor disagreement and, you know, maybe Anderson tripped and <laughs> <laughs> kind of nudged him in the... <laughs> in the wrist or something yeah. then then that's very different but yeah it like we talked during the Ashes series in the winter uh, about the the sledging in that and how it got a bit out of hand and that it, very ugly scenes and Michael Clark telling Anderson he's going to break his effing arm and I didn't like that at all and, and I don't like it in cricket when the, when the sledging goes too far and certainly if it boils over into some kind of physical confrontation then that can't be allowed at all so if, if that is what's happened then Anderson does need to be banned but we just need to see what comes out of the hearing, really. Like I say, Anderson does seem to uh, get under a lot of people's skin, so you know it would be not completely out of character, I suppose. Uh, it's strange because he seems like a very sort of mild-mannered, quiet man off the field, but he does, you know, the red mist comes down sometimes, doesn't it? I mean, if England were to lose Anderson for the last three tests of the series, that would be a big blow because clearly he is uh, the standout bowler in this side. I mean, their selection for the first game I did find fairly puzzling, especially given the state of the pitch, as we talked about. You know, Cook afterwards said, you know, it was a great effort for from our bowlers, given that this is the last pitch you want to come up against when you're playing four seamers. But presumably they... Yeah, they must have had an inkling of what they <laughs> Exactly. They could have looked at the pitch and, you know, maybe worked out that they needed a spinner. And they, they brought Ben Stokes in for Chris Jordan and batted him at eight. And that's just a, a strange decision to me. It had a very lopsided look about it, that team. If you consider Ben Stokes to be a bowling all-rounder, Chris Jordan is a better bowling all-rounder in the sense that he's a better bowler. He just is. So if that's what you want, then they should have played Jordan. If they're going to play Stokes, they need to play him as a batting all-rounder, bat him at six, use him as the fifth bowler in the team, and then pick a proper spinner. I mean, are you getting bored of me talking about this now, or is it just me that's getting bored <laughs> of me talking about this? But it is reaching a point, isn't it, where England can't put it off any longer. They've got to pick a spinner. It was, just very, one, it was very clear in this game that Mo and Ali isn't up to it. And yeah, they have picked one. Who is it, Tone? Kerrigan. Simon Kerrigan. Cy Kerrigan. There was a young man called Simon Kerrigan. Got smashed through the infield ring again. Poor old Simon Kerrigan. Do you write that? <laughs> I don't know if write is the right <laughs> word. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, poor old Simon Kerrigan as well, you know, he's... 
come in and everyone said it's too early. So he's, he's basically on hiding to nothing once again. <laughs> he's already been written yeah, off, hasn't so he? So I do feel a bit sorry for him. I feel really sorry for him. He's getting picked, so yeah, he's doing something right. He's clearly not a terrible cricketer. It's not yeah. like he's, you know, he's not like, it's not like they went down Hyde Park and just found someone. All right, mate, come and have a game for England. Like, he, he is a professional cricketer and he's been the best spin bowler in the country, barring Monty Panazar. Uh, over the last couple of seasons so you know he probably deserves another go but it, it's going to be a nervous moment for him when he's brought on to bowl for the first time like it, he's just got to hope and I think England have really got to hope that you know perhaps England win the toss back first and then put some runs on the board second innings of the game India are batting get a few wickets early and then bring Kerrigan on what he doesn't want is for India to be 120 without loss when he's brought on because then they'll go after him. Yeah, if, if they're 50 for three, then bring Kerrigan on and they'll have to defend and that'll just get him into the get. But if they go after him early, it could be ugly again. Vaughan says he fears for Kerrigan. <laughs> it's like, give your Kerrigan, don't read anything in the build-up. <laughs> Do not read a thing. Don't listen to this. Simon, turn off now, Simon. Uh, but it was so strange, wasn't it, what, what happened to him in that, that Australia test in that... I mean, how often do you see a professional sportsman just lose it completely? Not very often. I mean, that, that, never. I can't remember that. I can't remember ever seeing anyone just completely lose confidence like that. It's bizarre. So, I mean, it will be playing in his mind, presumably. Well, it's the yips, isn't it? It's, there is a, a condition in cricket known as the yips. What's the name of that guy who got the yips? <laughs> the Leicestershire bowler. He got the yips. Uh, got a bad case of the yips. What happened, Tony, is he got the yips? Scott Boswell, that's his name. Scott Boswell uh, got the yips in the CNG Trophy final in 2001. You know, completely lost his head and never recovered. Never ever recovered. So, I mean, the fact that Kerrigan's back playing counter cricket and bowling reasonably well is a good sign. But if things go badly for him again, you know, psychologically that'll be very difficult to come back from. So it'll be interesting, but I really do hope they play him because, you know, England just need a spinner. They need a spinner. They also need a bit of luck, perhaps. They need some uh, some more more help from the umpires, I suppose. Or not help from the umpires, but they need... No one to get decisions right. They need the umpires to get decisions right. This is, of course, a test series involving India, so there's no DRS. Uh, and its absence was noticeable on a few occasions during the game, not least when first Sam Robson and then Matt Pryor were given out when they shouldn't have been during England's collapse on day three. Obviously, we all know that India don't want DRS. They don't like... Uh, the system they think that unless it's 100% accurate that uh, that it shouldn't be used I don't know about you Tone but I'm getting downright cross about this now <laughs> uh, you know we've been over the arguments on the show a hundred times uh, but there's just there is no argument anymore the argument has been won by by me it was always an argument that didn't need to be won it was an argument that arrived fully won exactly it? yeah it's, it's it- it was born one. <laughs> it's very hard to put a case for the for the other side of this argument. And I, I, I talked about this at the time, but during the last series when, when England were on tour in India, I was listening to TMS and Simon Hughes was on with Roshan Abbasinger. Simon Hughes was sort of taking Roshan to task and saying, you know, why won't India have this system? And he said, well, you know, it's not 100% accurate. And until it's 100% accurate, it just can't happen. And Simon Hughes just kind of, in 30 seconds just laid out exactly why that doesn't make any sense and said you know well nothing can ever be 100% accurate human umpires aren't 100% accurate yes it makes a few mistakes there's a few controversies but there's a massive net improvement 
for every you know bad DRS decision, there's five or six bad umpiring decisions. So it just minimizes uh, the bad decisions. And Roshan Abbasinger was like, yeah. And he just didn't have an answer to that. There is no answer to that. At this point, it's just stubbornness, I think. It's just, yeah. it's just India are being stubborn about it. They, it's very difficult for them to back down from this position that they've, they've got themselves into. Stupid. It's a failure of thinking, I think. It's a, the original position was a failure of thinking on a, on a monumental level. But now that they've become so entrenched in that position, you know, it, it's difficult for them to back down. But they, they shouldn't be... You know, they shouldn't be allowed. They should be forced to back down. They shouldn't be allowed to get away with this. They shouldn't be allowed to get away. They certainly should not be allowed to get away with being allowed to dictate what happens in a series in England. In England, yeah, or in another part of the world. Like, if they don't want to have it in India, okay, fair enough. But they shouldn't be able to dictate what happens in England. Right. And they've been they've fallen foul of a few dodgy decisions in this test as well. Yeah, Murali Vijay was given out when he shouldn't have been. But the only way it's going to change is if they keep getting shocking decisions although I've been saying that for the last few years and it still hasn't, it still hasn't changed. changed their mind but it, it's, it is very disappointing that this is still the case and you'd have to say that if say New Zealand were taking this stance and no one else New Zealand wouldn't get away with it New Zealand would have been brought into line by now and they certainly wouldn't be able to dictate what happens in England so you know it's clearly it clearly is because India are the the big fish that they're continuing to get away with it but at some point, someone needs to stand up to them, I think. Maybe it should be me, Tane. <laughs> Mr. Bayfield goes to... Delhi. Delhi. Can we make a film out of that? I think so. Make a little documentary. Quite funny. <laughs> I don't think you'd ever get there. You'd stop off at Disney World on the way. You'd never make it. <laughs> I love the idea of... Bayfield, aren't you supposed to be in Delhi? Yeah! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so what you think I sound like? Yeah, Yay! <laughs> so I'm going down the space mountains. Much like David Cameron's cabinet reshuffle, this episode of the World Cricket Show has been a high-profile exercise that's attracted lots of attention, but ultimately, it's been a bit of a waste of time, really. <laughs> uh, it's definitely time, therefore, to bring it to an end. Have you had a good one tonight, Tane? It's been fun. It's been nice. It's been a bit of a bite-sized episode yeah, this week, more digestible. It? Much more palatable than usual. <laughs> Usually people are just lying on the floor. Yeah. Oh, God. Struggling to take in what's just happened. Whereas this is, you know... We're, I apologise if, you, you know, if you've still got 20 minutes left of your bus journey. Put some music on. <laughs> Do you want to suggest a band for them to listen to? Uh, yeah. No. Beach Fossils. There you go. Wow, I love, I love me beach fossils. I love me beach fossils, oh, me. Oh, beach fossils. Racer. <laughs> <laughs> right, or just listen to another podcast, just listen to Switch Hit or something. Yeah, see if it's any better. <laughs> see if it sounds exactly the same. See whether we've taken all our points from there. Because I, I noticed as I was coming in that, that you hastily minimised the window Yeah. Uh, on your computer. I think you were just listening to Switch Hit there. Weren't you? Yeah, it's weird. I, I find it really straight. I like, so obviously in the, the kind of, you know, when someone says something, that's a news story uh, in the world. But I find it really weird how Vaughan's opinion, <laughs> in the BBC Sport kind of offices, seems to carry more weight than any other thing that happens in sport. So, like, Vaughan's regular slot on Five Live, I don't know what it's like on a Tuesday night or something, or Monday night. Might be Monday night, I think. Vaughan Club or something, whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. But whenever Vaughan says it, that's. Michael Vaughan presents the Vaughan Club. <laughs> It's always the top story on BBC Sport. Like Vaughan says this, and and then the second story would be like you know, like 
Germany world win the record, World Cup. Yeah, exactly, like world record, <laughs> 100 meter breaking. It's bizarre, and I just wonder why we never get quoted. But it's never picked up. Bayfield says, Tony, is that the jet? Hang on, I'm going out. Is that the jet? That's the prop. That's the, the prop. That's the ATR. The jet is still not working. So the funny thing about Guernsey is everyone is like by default a plane geek. I was like, oh, no, that's the uh, that's the ATR 180, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So uh, a slightly shorter one uh, this week. Sorry about that. Tony's got to go to football, so you know that's pretty much his fault. He's just on his phone now, so he's already checked out. Very checked much, in. literally phoning this one in. Uh, this week but we will be back in the studio next week with lots to talk about obviously the test match at Lords also the first test between Sri Lanka and South Africa that is the first match under Hashim Amla's captaincy it's just started actually South Africa 2-6-8 for 5 they're about 200 for on one day one so they've, they've been pegged back yeah Sri Lanka taking 4 late wickets there yeah so we'll be talking about that that matching goal uh, on next week's show so yeah everyone looking forward to that you looking forward to that, Tone? Mm. What are you up to this weekend, eh? It's got things, really. Just things? Just doing things. Have you made plans? Yeah. That was your New Year's resolution, was to plan. Yeah, I've done pretty well. Yeah. you made plans? Yeah, I've got plans. got some drinks and work drinks on Friday. Uh, someone else's work drinks, which is good. So. But I mean, are you planning efficiently? Not oh. just, are you making plans? Are you, are you planning your life better? Slightly, marginally, yeah. It's marginal gains, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's slow, it's slow improvement, but it'll keep getting better. Well, someone posted a, a thing on your Facebook wall, didn't they? Just a, a link to an article, uh, how to plan like an adult. There's a list of don'ts uh, or a list of stops. Stop saying maybe. Stop showing up late. Stop double booking yourself. Stop overbooking yourself. Stop forgetting appointments. Stop waiting to respond. Uh, again, there's been quite a lot of uh, activity on your Facebook wall as a result of that. Our friend Ollie's saying, literally every one of those applies to you. You did almost all of them at once on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And then people just chiming in with, uh, with witty anecdotes. Witty examples. People say, I'll be there in seven minutes. I'm literally pulling into the drive now. <laughs> this is what happens. I phone you and say, you know, Tony, where are you? You're 20 minutes late. And you say... Mate, I'll, I'll be there in seven minutes. Or when I come to pick you up. Tony, I'm outside. Cool, I'll be right there. I've just got to jump in the shower. Yeah, I did get good at it for a while, but then I, I've slipped. I need to refocus. When did you get good at it? For a little period, I got really good at timing. But I'm just really you didn't bad tell at, me. I'm bad at saying no. And I, you know, that is, maybe that is childish, but you know, screw the world. That's, what, that's <laughs> the way, you know, take me or leave me. <laughs> no, I'm just really bad at you know. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. Yeah, that, I always know when you mean yeah. no because you say, yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> That's no, that does sound really good, <laughs> but there's absolutely no way that I can make it, unfortunately. But I just the bit helped by like I do just try and do too much. I think. Well, you're also a very popular fella. Oh well, yeah. This, this, this I've got this show to thank for it. Really, it's really, <laughs> like, it's really elevated me. To, yeah, my diary stuff. It gives you a lot of street cred, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it's quite surprising. Cricket Didn't podcast. Uh, well, anyway, well, I hope you, uh, I hope you've got a, a full diary for this week. Yeah, man. you're lucky I didn't double book this. <laughs> well, you, well, you actually did. Yeah. yeah, I ended up waiting outside your house for twenty minutes for you to come back 
Because you had to do an airport run, apparently. Yeah, but basically you're just going to do some plane spotting. <laughs> yeah, the jet. I just wanted to see the jet land <laughs> for the thousandth time. <laughs> Never gets old. Uh, right, well, yeah, let's, let's get out of here. But uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, and between now and then, if you enjoy the World Crew Show, uh, then, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Great news. <laughs> and, uh, write a review for us on iTunes. We really appreciate all yeah, of those. Cool. You can, that's really cool. Uh, you can send us an email, worldcricketshow at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cricketshow. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well. The show account is at cricketshow. You can follow Tony at Tony Cover. I've started to tweet more regularly and it's paying off in listeners, uh, listeners in, paying off in followers. I've picked up 12 followers this week. Wow. I know. I'm up to 270, would you believe? You did send me a, a text the other day saying, can you, can you give me a follow Friday? The World Cricket Show account. <laughs> yeah, that's really <laughs> that's desperate. Uh, but I didn't see it. I didn't see didn't the message it, until Saturday. So, uh, but I looked at your Twitter profile and you've retweeted someone follow Friday and you, uh, which I thought that was quite desperate. Yeah. Don't retweet follow <laughs> Friday. No, I don't think I did tonight. Yeah. Uh, you, well, but seriously, tonight, can you give me some kind of. I'll follow Friday you on Friday. No, just put. Okay, we'll follow if it's Wednesday. So, like, hump day, Friday, follow. I'll follow Wednesday you. Yeah. Just, just as long as you can give me, send me one or two followers. Okay, I'll be happy. I'll see what I can do. Uh, so yeah, Tony's at Tony Cover, and you can follow me at Adam Bayfield One Two. Follow me on Instagram as well. Yes, it's Adam Bayfield. Tony's given me a hard time uh, on the show previously because I've exclusively been posting pictures of beaches. Well, if you look now, there's four or five pictures from Paris, <laughs> not a beach in sight. So how do you like that tone? How do you like them apples? Now, you know what? F*** you, Tony. <laughs> f*** you. Come on, then. I'm going to go. <laughs> Stay in See school, you. everybody. Uh, enjoy the cricket this week, and we'll be back in the studio in a week's time. Bye for now. All right, cheers. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.